The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. This week's Major Spoilers Podcast Weekend Type Edition is brought to you by Elizabeth Cartagena, which is a Mediterranean city located in the region of Murcia, southeastern Spain. Population 21,996. Sixth largest city in the non-provincial capitals of Spain. And this one goes out to her and or it and or them. Major Spoilers theme song! The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod- on, on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod, pod, podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, 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 The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Hey everyone, welcome to the Major Spoilers Podcast. So glad that you could join us this week. Some good things going on. Hopefully you enjoyed our last podcast. We got a lot of discussion going on there. They're probably still listening to it. They might. Or if you did, you're you're the one. subscribed from your podcast. So we welcome the one listener. Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Stephen, Mom. I'm I'm sure by the end of this show I will uh, have offended you as well. Have I told you how bad my mom's cooking is? Ah, oh, you are mean. <laughs> Not if you taste my mom's cooking. <laughs> you know ask. what? She makes up for it by being a really, really sweet kisser. I'm sure she does, Matthew. I'm not going to find out. I'll just <laughs> take your word for it. Oh, God. <laughs> I entertain myself. Here's a, here's a, <laughs> Matthew entertains himself by thinking Actually, about kissing my mom. Here's a, <laughs> You're here's sick. A, I'm filing a Your subject change hot, request. Thing with their <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to help for that. Uh, oh, okay. Requisitioning subject change. <laughs> um, if I told you, listeners, or Matthew, or Rodrigo, if I said, hey, guys, I've got something that we should do. Huh? I I can't tell you everything about you it right goddamn now. Goddamn liar! <laughs> no, if Matthew. No, seriously. How many? I've probably done this at least once or twice before, where I said, Matthew, let's <clears throat> let's do let's do this podcast. Trust me, it's going to lead to good things. Mm-hmm. And you know, three hundred and thirty-one episodes later, <laughs> you're still with me, and we're still doing things. Mm-hmm. If I if I said. You know, yeah, hey, I, I've got this idea for a video project. Just just stick with me. You'll know more about it in a couple of weeks when I tell you about it. 
Would you just brush me off and walk away? Or would you say, you know what, I've got faith in Stephen. He knows what he's doing. Or would you just say, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Can it be both? I don't know, can it? Would you would you walk I, away and say and also would, go, would, ah, you don't know what he's doing. would you would you well I'd be a little odd for someone to say I'm going to follow you but I don't believe you're going to make it work uh huh that's a little odd to say that the, the, hilariously though you see that <laughs> yes you see that a lot you do. right and I work but in what a does call it take center, I mean so but, I know what it's like to be powered by the twin engines of inertia and snark so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not unheard of. But what does it take for you to have complete faith in someone or something? And I'm not talking about religion because religion is different. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not a religious person. Right. So even the word faith may be a little odd choice of words. Well, I don't think it is. So it's it's a word that has connotations and and external my, baggage. My wife, when we were first dating. My wife, when we were first dating, says, um, of course, she wasn't my wife at the time. Right. <laughs> Arranged I'm going to take you to this restaurant. No, someone else was your wife when you and she were first dating. <laughs> no, that was actually over at the time. Um, Hello. But, I'm but, sorry. That was, a, that was even more of a dick move than making fun of your mom. I'm going to move on here. Yes. Um, title of this episode, Matthew's a dick. <laughs> In parentheses, what else Saturday is there? Saturday night. <laughs> um, oh, but my wife says, hey, you hey, hey, Stephen, try this, try this food. And she's Thai, and this is Thai food. Sometimes mm-hmm. Thai food looks a little strange. Yes. Trust me, you're going to love it. Do I say, oh, good Lord, no, that looks disgusting. I would never eat that. Or do I sit there and say, you know, I have faith that you're being honest with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try it, and sure enough, I did, and I love it, mm-hmm. right? So what does it take for you, Rodrigo, to have complete faith in someone or something? Um, I think it really has to be that that expectation of goodwill. Okay. I, I guess. Um, like something positive's in it for you? No, like they're not trying to screw me over. Ah, okay. Because I'm perfectly willing to, say, trust someone and put in a a certain level of work without expecting any sort of payment. Um, If I think that... (laughs) For example, um, if I think that the, the person that is asking me to do this does, to a certain degree, have my own best interest in mind. It's it's kind of that mutual thing of, you know... I, I trust someone who I feel has has an interest in in me as a, as a person. Mm, so, okay. um, you know, I do a lot of things for work. I don't ever really refuse to go out on a shoot, mm-hmm. even though I'll be walking through cow shit for right, right, hours. Right. right. Um, and that's because adult time. Sorry, it, it's rare that I that I get the yeah, first yeah, one yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, That's okay. I didn't last show. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they're not sending me out there to screw with me. They're, right, right, right. They're sending me out there. Rodrigo, have you heard of a snipe? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're not doing that. <laughs> right. Um, which would be awesome <laughs> if I had my own giant warky bird <laughs> named Kevin. Um, 
<laughs> so, you know, I go out there because I have I have faith in the company. They're doing that. We're doing this so that we can do a cool project together and, and, and then, you know, show it to the people of Kansas and everybody will be educated by my walking around in uh, fertilizer okay. for a day. Okay. Right. So it's that that expectation of that 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 they are not in it to screw me and that whatever I put into it, they are going to basically give right back to me that that kind of back and forth even if it's not immediate right, right that's right. that's what allows me to trust to trust someone pretty much completely okay what about you matthew well when i answer these questions it always makes me feel sad why because <laughs> because the actual answer kind of boils down to something that sounds really depressing in that the, the 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 concept of utter faith in anything is not one that I would necessarily put in people external of myself. In that um, today, for instance, I was at work and there was a sudden panicked call over the internal walkie-talkie, and they said, "Quick, we need David to the parking lot." And it was a panicked voice, and I'm like, "That's a panicked voice. Something's going on." So I went to the parking lot. David got there after me. And it turns out that one of my cohorts had fallen down. He, you know, the heat got him. He was lying in his car. We weren't sure if he was conscious. So I picked him up. And and another guy and I brought him inside. And I took his pulse. And I said, somebody call 911. And it was a situation where my boss was right there. David was right there. He is the authority figure. He is the guy in charge of the whole damn building. But Will was on the ground, and the one person that I know could respond, the one person with whom I have the faith to know how we're going to respond is the fat man. So the fat man responded, at which point, you know, by by the time the paramedics got there, they told me it was okay for me to go back to my team. And I'm like, guys, my team's at lunch. Because I wouldn't have embarked on this particular thing if my team had been on the floor needing support. So, you know, it's not as depressing as it sounds, but utter, complete faith in something getting done or something, you know, that I want to make sure is done is usually a matter of I'll make sure and do it or make sure that it gets done. Well, but that's or be there to do it if the person who was going to do it falls down. So you only have faith in something if you know that you're going to do it. Is that what you said? I, I, maybe I'm misunderstanding what you said. But that's what it sounded I'm, like. That the only, that only time that you have faith is if you know that you're the one doing it. I'm saying that the only thing that I can be 100% sure is going to happen is the thing that I am, am going to make sure gets done. And that means stepping up and doing it if I have to. It's not that I don't have faith in people. I mean, it's not that I don't trust in, you know, you as, as, as a coworker, as an editor, as, you know, someone in, in the role that you're in. I don't think that Steven's going to flip out and disappear tomorrow, for instance. <laughs> I don't think Steven's going to go on a cocaine bender and wake up in Las Vegas get, crying out about bat country. But if it comes down to like, I don't know, say, Somebody says, you know what? We need to write that hero history of Kablamicus. I'm like, okay. When's it going to be done? Well, uh, let's call it midnight. Okay. Are you sure it's going to be done? Pretty sure. 
But if that was in someone else's hands and you say to me, "Is are you sure it's going to be done? Mm, 78% sure. Yeah, but but what about maybe then it goes to trust? Maybe faith and trust are hand in hand with mm-hmm. one another. What if what if your wife told you, Matthew, "Hey, um, I don't know. Eat this eat this sandwich. Trust me, you'll like it." Are you going to believe her? Uh-huh. Or are you going to say, "Shut up, woman?" Well, that's that's really a tough one for me. Um he has to well, Google I, the answer. I think what it really comes Wife sandwich <laughs> conundrum. <laughs> the number 23. Dear Yahoo. My <laughs> wife has asked me to eat a sandwich. I am, Should I accept? <laughs> no, I'm actually writing part of tomorrow's review, and I just thought of something really awesome that I wanted to say. I think... <laughs> um, I don't know, remember if it was, it was Donatello or Leonardo who said... Uh, Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for a late pizza. I would trust my wife. Trust to me is is a slightly different matter. I trust my wife to say, I think you'll like this. Mm-hmm. But that that trust basically goes to the point where, you know, if, if she brings me ice cream with potato chips in it and I like it, that's one thing. But I don't want ice cream with potato chips in it forever. And I think that there are, there are lots of people. There are probably dozens of people that I trust. There are a lot of people that I trust on many different levels. And there are people, you know, uh, if I would loan you the Dodge, I probably trust you. Um, I, I did so that you would have faith roommate. that I would return your car in as good condition as I took it? I would have a positive expectation that you would do so uh-huh. but I would have a contingency plan to get to work tomorrow just in case mm. Stephen went on a coke bender stole the car and ended up in Vegas so it, I guess Wouldn't be the faith first to time. me it, right. it implies faith to me implies and this is probably just me faith to me implies not having a backup plan if I have faith in something I know it's going to work I am not going to even consider the possibility of a contingency because it's going to work. And for me, that's probably partly because of the way I think. That's kind of a rarity because I always have a contingency plan. It's my job to have a contingency plan. Well, and I mean, contingency plans are good, but I mean, have you ever sat there and said, well... I'll give you a real-world example. Major spoilers, right? Mm-hmm. Last couple of months off, this is the the uh, behind-the-scenes talk that people don't get to hear. And I'm like, boy... Except every Saturday when we talk about it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, what if I talk? say... The stuff that really people don't hear about, where I'm like, you know, guys, we need to try to do better mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. We need to get the numbers up this week. You know, I crack the whip. and it, There's times where you've heard me say, hey, we need to try to beat last week or last month or whatever's numbers Mm -hmm. i don't know how we're going to do it but i have faith that it's going to happen Mm -hmm. and it happens there's no contingency plan there's not matthew sitting in the background going well aha i will round up ten thousand more people tomorrow and have them visit the site well but that's not the contingency though you're even if that is the case you're throwing this out to us and you know that your team meaning matthew 
And Rodrigo. And, and me. <laughs> um, and Thomas Perkins. And Thomas Perkins, yes. That guy's um, great. Yeah, no, that guy's pretty fantastic. There are other um, you know, that, that the team, and, you know, we do have other writers. Right, right, right. This is good times. Um, that we're, we're gonna, we're gonna figure something out. Right. Right. So if Matthew does physically go to people's houses and accost them to go check out major spoilers, right, right. that isn't your contingency Time plan. That's, that's, <laughs> that's Matthew executing attack plan Delta. Right, right. Um, that's right. It types the letters in the thing, or else it takes a shot in the head. Yep. Um, I think the frickin' letters in the webbot! Yep, I think... You don't have to put the HTTP in. Well, but then there's other times it's like... I am short X amount of money. Right. I don't know how I'm gonna get this money, Mm -hmm. but I have faith that somehow we're gonna find the money. And... You know, it's not me praying. that's, That's the power of positive thinking. Okay. Is there a difference between faith and positive thinking? Yes. Okay. Because to some degree, yes. Well, and, and and really it does come down to what your definition of faith is. For example, with with Matthew's thing of having a contingency plan, you know, if you work in a team environment, mm-hmm. you have to have contingency plans because okay. even if you have a crack team who is awesome at, at what they do and every, all the gears fit together mm-hmm. perfectly, mm-hmm. there's always going to be an outside right. influence, right. Right? right? So even if your team is awesome, you, one of them's going to pass out in the parking lot mm-hmm. at, at one point or another. Something mm-hmm. Something's going to happen that is you know unforeseen. So those con- the fact that you have a contingency plan doesn't mean that you don't have faith in those people. You know, I, I very frequently, you know, when, when I put my my gear together to go to a shoot, sure, and it's a shoot that is for a show that I'm producing, of, right? that right. I'm in charge of, and I have one of the other producers go, you know, I don't sit there and say, make sure you have a tripod, make sure you have your, you know, mm-hmm. microphones, make sure you have all this other stuff. That stuff is stuff that we take on every shoot. Right. And I just have faith that they're going to take that. Yeah. It's a little if, bit harder for me to have that kind of faith mm-hmm. in other people. And really, it doesn't because... Because you're in a managerial position. Well, and I've been screwed so many times right, before. Right. Now, and, I and have see, faith whenever I, have, I go... I have faith in that producer because I know that producer right, because right, I know right, who right. he is. Right, 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 right. Um, when you show up someplace and you're supposed to make something happen out of nothing and you don't know any of the people there, mm-hmm. you have to have a packet of contingency plans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just trust that things are mystically going to no, get no, put no, no. together. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to figure out some of that stuff yourself. That, but... that would be, that would be a, a sort of blind faith in mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. But there's also a level of you know that that faith that positive thinking of you know i'm gonna get there and i'm gonna see who's good at things and i'm gonna put them in charge and then we're gonna keep going and we're always gonna be moving forward i'm going to address any concerns that come up and then people all the pieces are gonna fall together if i do my best and if people are doing their best right yes 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 exactly perfect sense there will always there will always be situations that are outside of control that is the nature of conceptual reality but for for my you know enlightened self-interest it's necessary for me to either control what i can control or as is more often the case be ready to exert control over what i can control and the Mm -hmm. example of this is always the question of 
uh, how's the budget? My job to fix the budget. Household budget, my job. So let's say, as happens every once in a while, it's Wednesday. We get paid 10 days from now, and they're going to turn off the internet tomorrow. Wife works from home, needs the internet to get to work. What are you going to do, Matthew, to come up with X number of dollars? There are a number of things right. that can be done. Right. There, there are a number, number of things, of but resources upon which there can be drawn. And I have faith in, in the fact that it will be there and I can keep that going. But does I your have wife have that that does your, is not going to be turned off? Does your wife have faith in you that you're going to solve the problem? I have been in control of the one hundred percent of the budget for sixteen years. So oh. she's either so, yeah. She either has faith or she gave up a long time ago. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) By my right fist. She may have been horribly crushed by my stop it. (laughs) But I I think it's a situation where I have faith that things are going to get done. But I also have two to three different ways that I'm going to facilitate that happening. Right, 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 right. My job, I I always liken my my day job to that guy on the Ed Sullivan show. You remember this guy. If you ever watched the Ed Sullivan show, you may not be old. My mom and I used to watch it. He would come out, and he'd have six little pool cues, and he'd take one, and he'd put a plate on it, and he'd go zing, 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 and that plate would spin. And then he'd go to the next one, zing, 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 and he'd go all the way down. He'd get to that seventh plate and go zing, and he would have to run his ass back down to that first plate and go zing, 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 and catch it before it fell. And he would keep all seven plates spinning. That's my day job. If plate three falls, I got to make sure that plates two and four don't go with it keep seven rolling while I find a replacement for three and get back to one in time to go zing, zing, zing again. So I have faith in the fact that things will be done either right or close enough to right for government work. Um, we, we, we joke about my IR. I'm like, IR, I hate IR. The goal is 90%. The drop dead is 86%. The ideal can't hit goal is 88%, meaning that 88% of the people who talk to my my 12 schmucks say, yes, they fixed it. 88% is where we want to be if we can't be perfect, right? This month, one week into the month, we were down. Not just down, but way down, like 79 And on, a, you know, the number of surveys that we get, each person only gets 12 to 14 Sometimes 16 surveys a month. You got basically one no per person. If you get past one no per person, shit gets dicey. We finished this month, as of yesterday, day before yesterday, at 87.76. I had faith that we were going to get above 86. I had faith that we were going to get damn near to 88. I hoped for 90. My boss said, can you promise 90? I said, nope, I can promise 86, and I will beat 86 if I can. I'm shooting for 90. 88 is where I consider myself to be good. Below 86 is failure. That's the way my brain works. And those numbers are not theoretical, but they're also not meaningful to anybody who doesn't sit in my big fat desk. So, you know, that's the way that I break the, the world down. So to have faith in hitting 90 to say, it's going to happen. We'll be fine. But Matthew, to what me, if, takes let me out, let me give you something you that's know, not that's not Matthew related, right? I mean, because everything that you've described mm-hmm. are all things that you have control of, right? 
or that you have some right. part in. I have control of many things. You are I control the chicken. You are tied up in a chair and the Nazis are around you and they got a red hot po- poker to your face. And Indiana Jones comes in and punches the Nazi with the poker da, 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 in your face da, da, and he da, da, cuts your cuts your rope and he goes looks at you and says, "Don't worry, Matthew. I will save you. Trust me." Do you trust him? Do you have faith in him? Or do you sit there and go, "Oh no, if I'm going to get out of here, that's going to be me to do it." Do you have do you have you faith in me? other people that that in situations you where you have no control? a couple of weeks ago that I was a really serious kid and that I grew up and discovered my sense of humor and the, the childishness. Right, right, right. In some ways inside, I'm still that really serious kid. So if you say to me, you know, that Indiana Jones example, I just go, that's never going to happen. That would never happen. How much would my head weigh if it were made of veal? You know, <laughs> but... If you, you know, there are people in whom I place an inordinate well, amount of faith. I'm just, I'm just trying to get, I'm using that as an example, and that's a, a really huge super right. example. Well, let me put a real, but I mean, has there anybody, has, has there been anything that, has there any, been any time when, and Rodrigo, you can answer this too. Again? Yes. Where? No. Someone who oh. you've known for a long time, who has a, let's say a really good track record of not disappointing you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they come to you with this wild idea, mm-hmm. Rodrigo. We're gonna we're gonna go down to the Ozarks and we're going to take these c- country music performances and we're gonna turn it into our own show. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say we were gonna ride in a canoe and if you hear dueling banjos, we're in trouble. It's actually in Georgia, but okay. Um, would you have faith in that person? That <laughs> this sounds like a, a good project, or would you just say, "I don't know what you're talking about, crazy man"? No, this is hindsight's twenty twenty here. Sure. But would but would you go, no, you're crazy talking, old man. I'm not going with you. Or would you say, yeah, I got faith in you. Let's make this work. Nah, I mean, if they had a good track record, I'd probably go with them. Now, you know, that that whole, you know, putting your, your trust in people also depends on how you your experience has gone. Mm-hmm. So, for example, would I uh, trust... What like any given one one particular friend in uh, to pick me up from the airport mm-hmm. on time when mm-hmm. my plane got there? Yes. Would I trust their business acumen? Maybe not. Okay. So you know it it does it does depend on that. Just because you trust someone doesn't mean they're making the right decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and and yeah, and that that in and of itself is a thing. But if um. If I was like, man, I really need some new headphones, and I came to Steven, and I was like, hey, Steven, can you recommend some headphones? And he's like, yeah, you really want to go with these. They're $200, but they're really, really, really worth mm-hmm. the, the thing. And I was like, then I would be like, well, you know what? I'm going to save up, and I'm going to buy these $200 headphones, because Steven, who knows a lot about this and whom I trust, um, recommended these for me. But what if Steven said, hey, Rodrigo, you know what? Leave it to me. I'll go buy you some headphones. Mm-hmm. Would you have faith in me that I would do that? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. I there there are people in whom I have faith. A couple of years ago, didn't have any money. Brakes went out on the van, and my friend, who happens to be a professional airplane mechanic, 
And his father-in-law, who for years was an actual auto mechanic, they said, hey, buy us the parts. We'll get your brakes put in. And I said to myself, I weighed, you know, I weighed the consequences. And I said, you know, I live right by the airport and Eric has yet to drop a C-130 on my head. I think he might be able to stop, you know, a, a Mercury van. So I said, sure. I bought them the stuff. Never had a single problem until somebody, you know, ran that particular van into a curb. But, by the way, exploded. Awesome pictures. Yikes. But I think that it, I, it really is. And I said that faith is a loaded word. For me, faith does imply that you're not even considering the possibility of, not necessarily failure, but the possibility of something not happening. And there aren't a lot of things that aren't really, you know, obvious fait accompli things. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and the sun will rise and it will be a hundred and God only knows how many degrees. And I'll, I'll go to my shiny building and it will be too cold inside, even though it's a hundred and some God awful degrees. You know, these things I take for granted, but let's say, well, like my doctor, she says to me, you have diabetes. I said, no, we test me for diabetes. I don't have diabetes. Every time I go in, she continually tests me for diabetes. She's being proactive because I am a 40-year-old really fat man, and 40-year-old fat men tend to develop diabetes, and we're going to make sure that that doesn't happen. But each time she tests for diabetes without there being any indicators of it, I have a little bit less faith in what she is telling me, if that makes sense. You know, it's, it's, it's not that I don't trust her. It's not that I'm not going to go to her the next time I have, you know, knee pain or elbow pain or my head turns purple well, and at, swells. At what point, saving death, at what point do you just say, you know what, doctor, I'm fed up with you and, and all your, your, your BS diabetes testing. I'm going to go somewhere else. I, I fed, I'm going to go with this other doctor down the street. I hear he's marvelous. I'm, I'm going to go with him. That's... Uh, I mean, that's a tough line to draw. I mean, I say I mean too much, but I also say I know too much, you know. What, what if, what if, what <laughs> if your doctor, what if your doctor was, had a really good string of diagnoses with your, your wrist thing and your knee thing and your back thing? She took care of you really good for there. Sometimes the care wasn't always good because maybe the, the, the doctor clinic, um, maybe the, the nurse practitioner was rude to you one day. So, you know, more mm -hmm. or less you've had a positive experience, but she keeps screwing up on this right. diabetes thing. And then finally you're, you're like, you know what? Screw you, Doc. I'm going to go over to, uh, to the marvelous Doc down the street. What point does that occur? What does uh, she have to do to do that? Does she, what if she came in one day and said, we've got a radical, radical new approach to treating you, to treating the body. You've got to have faith in me that I'm yeah. going to make you well. You go, heck no, Doc, I'm out of here. Doc Marvelous down the street's got me covered. <laughs> I go to Doc Hollywood myself. Okay. Uh, Better than Doc Holiday. I think yeah. it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Or Doc Martin. No. It's good. Doc Martin. <laughs> See, that's a really complicated one because it's going to have a lot of factors. And again, my brain is such that I will sit there and I will analyze these factors if and when that decision comes. For... 12 years, I lived in Hayes, Kansas. And I don't know if you've heard of Hayes, but it's a real crap hole in some ways. And my wife moved Not to Hayes a lot from a larger city. 
And she hated every minute of it. And for years, she said, I want to move. And I said, uh, no. And she said, I want to move. And I said, no. And then, you know, something happened. And I, I lost a job due to a douchebag. And I looked around Hayes and said, what else am I going to do? And the answer was, well, you can work in a call center. Or you can move on to your inevitable career in either the food service or housekeeping industries. And I said, okay, we're going to move. And she went, oh, crap. <laughs> because it came to a point where the the overarching factors proved to me that it was time to do something. It was time to act. Now, did she have faith in me? I don't know. I had faith in my decision. I had faith that together, you know, we were going to move. Dun, 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 we're going to go to this new town called uh, Topeka. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's kind I hear of that's crap. a place is a real crap. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's actually much nicer than you hear. But it it really does come down to probably a multitude of factors. Uh, my last job, before, well, my last job job, there were like six in between. But the last call center in which I worked as an actual job, I really, really enjoyed it. And I really, really liked what I did. And I got several promotions and, you know, had a really positive experience until like the last three weeks and you know what if they hadn't fired me unceremoniously i might have quit eventually but you've been you've been going to the doctor for years how i yeah your doctor's treating you okay Mm -hmm. um doctor's clinic sometimes you have eh, you know sometimes you don't have a great experience but for the most part you're not dead true right they haven't yeah for the most part i'm not dead most part you're not dead Still alive and kicking. So, you know, your doctor hasn't treated you terribly. Right. But one day you go in to see the doctor, and the doctor looks at you and says, Rodrigo, we've got a whole new approach to medicine, Mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to start using here. And they kind of give you some explanations. They don't give you you all the mumbo-jumbo, all the technical details, but they give you enough to where you get a pretty clear picture of what they're trying to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you stick with that doctor, or do you say, screw this, I'm heading down to Doc Marvelous down the street? Hmm. And Doc Marvelous is not using the new approach to mm, medicine? Doc Marvelous is using the same thing that Doc Marvelous has done for years. Okay. In fact, every couple of years, he comes out and says, this is an all-new thing, but really, it's the same thing. Right. Um, I would say that, well, and that really depends on... Whether I, like, if the doctor that I usually go to was like, hey, this new medicine is just out on the market. You want to try it? I mean, obviously, that's not what you want to hear from your doctor. You want to hear something a little bit more definite. Right, right. Um, Then then that would be cause for concern. But, you know, I mean, I'm all for science. And there's always class action lawsuits if it goes wrong. So Okay. It's just a question about faith that I've had just recently and Mm -hmm. why people are so willing to give up. Right. On something. Uh, and I think it has to do with a little bit of faith. So I just and, some... and really, by the same token, why people are willing to stick around terrible situations just because they hope it'll get better. Yeah, sometimes that too. Right. Hello, faithful spoilers. Thanks yeah, for I a great show. There. <laughs> I got into major spoilers after getting into the Critical Hit podcast, and it has inspired me to start reading comics. I've started picking up a handful of trades with birthday money, and have so far read X-Men's Dark Phoenix Saga, JLA Year One, Miller's Dark Knight Yay. Returns. I've enjoyed them all. I want to keep reading. 
but I have no clue where to go next. This, of course, is because of dreaded continuity. So, what is continuity? Are entire storylines in continuity? Is it more about continuity of the personality or powers of the character? How do I know something's in continuity? For example, I like the slightly hopeful, semi-psychotic father-general figure at the end of Dark Knight. If I picked up a random Batman comic, will I see that story continue? Will I see that character again, even if the storyline disappears? I also like the cocksure Green Arrow figures in Dark Knight and in the JLA. If I grab a random Green Arrow comic, will he be there? How do I know what to pick up next? Where do I go from here? Please help a comic noob, Wayne in Miami. Thanks for keeping up the great work. Well, Wayne, Wayne in Miami. Why are you saying it so weird? Wayne and Wayne and Wayne, Miami. Say cool whip. Cool whip. So what is continuity, Rodrigo? All right. Well, first off, um, there's there's a, a, a few terms. Um, there's continuity, which right. is uh, basically, at its most basic level, the idea that one story follows after another story and mm-hmm. that the, the stuff that happened previously still holds true for right. whatever's happening. Right. So that's one. The other thing that you need to talk about is canon. Canon yes, those is... big military weapons. Right. That, that are all, all over all those pirate movies. Yes. Um, or no. that Three Musketeers movie, if you go see that. Right, right. Because there's, there's, I think Air at this point, there's spaceships in the Three Musketeers. <laughs> that that trailer just keeps getting more ridiculous every time I see it. He controls the ground, he controls the sky, and she's a robot. <laughs> anyway. Um, from Nebulon Z. Yes. Fresh from Nebulon Z. Um, I so am canon, a robot. Right. Canon is what, really what the current most important continuity is. Right. The stories that are currently, you know, as of the latest issue or episode or whatever, mm-hmm. relevant to what is happening. Right. Therefore, you can have multiple continuities, mm-hmm. only some of which are canonical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's the crux of this question is okay. um, what stories are still relevant, what stories aren't. Mm-hmm. And the important thing is, is what stories are in continuity, whatever stories you want there to be in continuity. Right. Right. What stories are canonical, that's a little bit harder yeah. because the whatever the most recent writer is on a particular project is the one who is going to determine what is canonical and what isn't right um, and, and of course with you know potential influence from editorial but really right. it's it's when that word gets to the page that canon is defined mm-hmm. the thing that that's interesting here too and, and when we think about dc for example mm-hmm. um the killing joke was a story that was never supposed to be in continuity right or canon i mean it was a story that took place outside of the normal batman universe and yet after barbara gordon was shot and paralyzed they decided to make that mm-hmm. canon. They decided to bring that into continuity and make that a part of the Birds of Prey and the Oracle character going forward. Now we're starting to see something different happening with Batgirl. We don't know, but in mm-hmm. September, they still say that the killing joke is part of her history, yet right. she's back at as Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Now the interesting yeah, thing is, she, she looks a lot. She looks a lot younger 
mm-hmm. in those pictures. So I'm wondering if it's not. Gonna go take a trip in the past. Go ahead, Matthew. Well, you, there's a difference between the two things that you said. You initially said this was never supposed to be in continuity. No, it was never supposed to be. And then you said it was not in continuity. And I think the problem is not that it was never supposed to be in continuity. It was written at a time when the continuity would not have accepted it. Right. And Dark Knight specifically and changes to Batman continuity actually made it a story that they wanted in continuity, a story that mm-hmm. was so well done or expected, you know, to be well done and actually meaningful that it was it was absorbed into continuity or the continuity right. really surrounded it. It right. was a stone in the middle of the field and the water had come down and the water went around it and boom, all of a sudden we had a new riverbed. Mm-hmm. I uh, think Dark Knight, the, the Dark Knight Returns was Dark Knight Returns is kind of the same way, except the problem is uh, Dark Knight Returns is a story that takes place in the future. So there's no way that you could make events in the present tie into the future unless there's the part like um, in uh, Green Arrow where his arm is is trapped and Superman can cut it off. And that's how he loses his arm in the future. There's those you, kinds you of things that you can do. Fan. I'm not. But there are ways that you can... Continuity in the present and continuity of a future story are often very much the same thing, if only in the thing of, could this be the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. But his question is, can I read The Dark Knight and then go pick up Batman now and see that same Batman? No. Uh, Well... But surprisingly for batman for you that, could see something pretty good. close because yeah, yeah. the dark knight really has defined what batman has become um for other stuff maybe not so much um and no you won't see a continuation of the dark knight you won't even necessarily see a prequel to the dark knight you will see things that are contradictory for example batman's relationship with superman may have changed if you've read the dark knight returns part two um that whole deal with the flash i mean would that even be canonical anymore um who knows right i mean any any involvement really even like if you read any story that takes place in the future it will probably within a month or not within a month but within a story arc of the normal continuity be mm-hmm. irrelevant in that characters will have died mm-hmm. of course then later on they'll come back but you know that's that's neither here nor there um, where does where does he go from here, Matthew? He's read some good books. Well, I don't know. Where does he go from here? If you're a DC fan, uh, September I don't know. one, August thirty first, might be the day for you. Stop it! Stop it! Stop well, you got to have faith. A little I, bit of faith. I don't have to have nothing but stay fat and die. But most importantly, <laughs> what? I, well, I that's why your doctor keeps here. checking you for diabetes. <laughs> There's a problem here in that we talk about continuity as a negative thing. And I think we're looking at the difference between continuity and obsessive, I I don't even know what I can call it, obsessive trivia. I mean, for me, a realistic Legion of Superhero story has to have three things. It has to have kids in the future, and it has to have Ultra Boy. That's what I need out of the Legion of Superheroes. For some people, it's not the Legion without Cosmic Boy in the lead. It's not it, it's it's not the Avengers if it doesn't have Cap Iron Man and Thor. Or it's not the Justice League if it's not the Big Seven. You know, it's 
It's not the Avengers of ISIS if she's not played by Joanna Cameron. There are different things that different people find important, and the reason that this is important is the writers on the book change. To Judd Winnick, it was extremely important that Batman had dysfunctional relationships with all of his adoptive sons. To Grant Morrison, it was important that we bring his real biological son, who also originated in a non-continuity story, Mm -hmm. uh, Son of the Demon, bring it in so that we have that real interaction so we can take that dysfunctional family and bring some actual blood into it and see if it, you know, makes a difference. But in the seventies, it was unthinkable to actually refer to Robin as a, a son or treat him like a son. He was a ward. He was a partner. You know, he was a, a younger buddy because to do otherwise would age Batman too much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it depends on what you consider to be intrinsic to the characters. If you read Dark Knight because you like that, uh, I'm, I'm Batman, you know, the thing that he does, I can't, uh, I wear a target on my chest because I can't armor my head. You can get that in comics now. It's going to be a little bit different. I would recommend staying away from the Dark Knight Returns, oddly enough. But more importantly, I think that continuity is only what you make of it. If you don't like a story, you're not going to retain it. And thus, for you, it doesn't happen. And if you become a professional writer and your favorite character died heroically at the end of the Crisis on Infinite Earths, but to you, you didn't like that story and you wanted to write more stories and you wanted your favorite character back, then you could write some asinine piece of crap where he comes back And then you can do stories with your super keen favorite character and write what you want because, again, to you, your continuity, everybody, well, I won't say everybody, I looked at Crisis on Infinite Earths as the excellent ending, the perfect ending, don't bring that character back because it's just going to lessen him. Jeff Johns looked at Crisis on Infinite Earths number eight and said, this is simply a stepping stone to things that are bigger and better and we're going to relaunch the whole DC Universe with it. Eventually. So I think that, honestly, the way to find out what you're going to like is go grab some comics and read them. And if you hate them, then you know what you hate. As with anything, it's like a smorgasbord. You don't know that you don't like the Swedish meatballs until you eat the Swedish meatballs. If you grab a random Green Arrow comic by a creative team, like, uh, I don't know, let's say JT Cruel, and you don't like it, I will guarantee you that there are other Green Arrow comics. Mike Grell wrote Green Arrow forever. You can go in and catch the uh, the Judd Winnick Green Arrow or the Kevin Smith Green Arrow or the Denny O'Neill Green Arrow. You know, it's not as though those stories aren't still out there in continuity to some degree. Right, because the continuity, continuity is what, it's what you make of it. Continuity yeah. is kind of... Uh, nowadays, continuity has become... Um, our relative mm-hmm. you put your foot yes. on well don't literally put because that'll break them like use any given comic book as a reference you know the batman the detective comics number 200 awesome. Are we up, at, up at 200 yeah oh, yeah yeah okay well not next month yeah. we'll start over with number one sure um detective comics number 150 okay um, Isn't that the is one with the trouble. guy on the cover yes. who's yes. being in trouble? Being in trouble, right? Yeah. So you look at it and you say, "Okay, 
in this story, um, Batman is a super awesome guy. He's got a partner named Robin, who is apparently uh, some kid named Dick. And uh, sometimes he gets information from this chick in a wheelchair, right? Mm -hmm. And that, if if you just picture that uh, the Matrix or car commercial, you should see this uh, spiral of things just like fall down and other ones spring up. This means that in the continuity of this book, he's not partners with Jason Todd. He's not partner with uh, Damien, and he's not a partner with uh, whatever the name the other one is. Uh, Tim. 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 Um, in this continuity, they shall um, call him Tim. Uh, you know, uh, the Barbara Gordon was shot and is now uh, Oracle, and so on and so forth. And, you know, Batman gets his gadgets from uh, Morgan Freeman. So that's that's Ever what that continuity I was is. A little boy, I knew <laughs> I wanted to provide gadgets for the Batman. Um, so you jump to any other comic and jumping when you see that comic, that might flip over to the comic that you just were at. Right. It just flips it over. No longer valid because that continuity necessitates other things. Yeah. So that's what continuity is. And for you, your own personal essence of the character is going to be this series of things and, and, and things that even within that same issue might get flipped over to where mm-hmm. you don't see them anymore because yeah. they conflict with what you believe happens later to the character. Right. So it's your own um, personal continuity. Right. Because, you know, there's an, a great a great uh, arc in Legends of the Dark Knight mm-hmm. that I really would like us to review at some point called Venom. Mm-hmm. And it is the point where Batman becomes addicted to Venom? the Venom that it's before Bane uh, mm-hmm. came along. And I think it's a really powerful, cool story. Um, but I'm not sure that that's part of, I'm sure that's not canon, canon right? right? Canon is the most recent continuity. Right. And so, I, you know, it may not be important to the Batman character now. Mm-hmm. So it, it is what you make it. Right. Yeah. And I, I think another thing, once you start getting more and more into comics is you can actually have basically multiple continuities for the same character. Right. You know, uh, is it, you know, uh, you know how crazy was Hal Jordan at some point? I B-F mean, f crazy. How super Utterly. crazy was Hal Jordan at some point? That's not the same Hal Jordan anymore. What? Clearly, he's not parallax. I mean, even though they've referenced it and they've got back and said, yes, he did go bonkers and destroyify the universe. He's not the Spectre. Wreck the core, so on and so forth. Like it's it's almost like you can't actually have that character anymore, right? So things get turned off, things get tweaked, and that's what currently in canon Hal Jordan is like. You know, Ryan Reynolds. What? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you so you got that going for you, which is nice. But you can have multiple versions, <laughs> multiple continuities uh, of the same yeah, like character it. that yes, that just exist in different spaces and times. You know, you're a uh, it's it's th- you can have your own else worlds within the yeah, yeah. 616 universe which is a, a, a massive mixed <laughs> metaphor yes it is um <laughs> but you know what i'm saying uh let's make uh, each of us make one recommendation to wayne and uh of what he should read next seems like he's mostly dc although he did read x-men dark phoenix saga 
What should he read next, Rodrigo? Pick something for him. Um, I think if you want a, a fairly concise and super cool X-Men book, you could pick up uh, New X-Men, the the first uh, volume by Grant Morrison, and see how you feel about that. It's Again, it, this is going to be a different take on X-Men from Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. These are more like the movie X-Men, really with a lot more edge yeah, yeah. to them, even more than the movie could bring, and, and still have a PG-13 rating. Yep. Um, so check that out and and this is like this is not i like the dark phoenix so what else is like the dark phoenix this is i like dark phoenix what's pretty different from it yeah so check that out see if you like it form your own continuity Uh, two books to get welcome to lovecraft Mm -hmm. number one it's from idw publishing number two uh atomic robo volume one from red five comics there you go you will thank me later matthew and, and while Steven tells you what he likes that has no resemblance, um, I would say if you like that uh, cocky Green Arrow, you might pick up the first trade paperback of Kevin Smith's Green Arrow run, which, just like I said about Jeff Johns, took a dead character and said, I want to write about him instead, and brought him back from the dead, but did it in a way that uh, kind of said something and did something rather than, oh, he was never dead at all. Gentlemen, this news is just fodder for those that care, and apparently my wife is not one of them. Last night, I found and purchased Cerebus number two. I'm wholly excited. Holy crap. As, as now, I only need three issues to complete my entire run. Of course, those issues are number one and three and nine, but I'm one step closer to completing <laughs> the whole 300 issue, and moreover, completing my boyhood dream of having them all to be buried with me. Wow, that's going to be a heavy grave. Yeah, it will. Heavy casket. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Bury him in a piano box. Are there any collected runs that you are particularly proud of or that you are in constant pursuit of? That is from Jamba. He doesn't say where he's from, but he's Jamba. Rodrigo. No. (laughs) No, not really. Um... I do want to find a good copy of uh, Master of the Flying Guillotine. I yeah. want to find a good copy of American Astronaut, okay. which, is, which is a fantastic movie as the, well. The uh, Billy Bob Thornton one? No, that's the oh, Astronaut, Astronaut Farmer. Farmer. The okay. American Astronaut is uh, the, I forget his name. I think his last name is Maccabee or something like that. I don't okay. know. But it's it's an indie movie, and it's really crazy. It's a really crazy cowboy space musical. Okay. Um, Judah, Judah but, Maccabee? Shoot of the Hammer? No, I don't think so. Um, his band is called The Billy Nayer Show, which is really the, the more important thing because it's really like a movie put together by the band. It's weird. Anyway, um, but no, there aren't any runs of comics because I've always had just random... So, but that, it would be those movies would be your holy grail, right. so to and speak. And that's really the closest thing. Clearly, I'm not actively, heavily searching for them. Otherwise, I probably would have been able to track them down by now. I'm not really a big collector guy mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it you know the the completing completing my collection is not is not really something that i uh that i strive for because it would be entirely too much effort since i have okay. a bunch of random collections so for me uh two that i have right now that i'm continually actually three i guess um batman and detective comics i've been collecting those i'm down uh, i think i'm back as far as around 1970 now on both of those series, complete runs all the way back to 1970. And then The Flash, I think that goes all the way back to... 
I've got mid sixties, I think, is where I'm at now on the Flash. Hmm. And for whatever reason, I latched onto the Flash and just started buying back issue after back issue after back issue. Now it's like I can buy. I'm to the point now. It seems like I can buy. One Flash, one Batman, and one Detective comic a year mm-hmm. because the prices are getting really high on, yeah, on some of those. You know, when you're spending 50, 60, 80, 100 bucks a pop, uh, it gets kind of expensive. Uh, but those would be mine. Um, as far as a particular Holy Grail issue, I think I finally found it. For a long time, I was looking for Hellboy, Starman, Batman, or Hellboy, Batman, Starman, issue number two. Seriously? And found that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For a long time, I may have found it there at Gatekeeper Comics and Hobbies on Tuning Cage. I looked all yeah. over for that for a long time and never could find it. So, and then there was Did the uh, um, Flash. Uh, this was in in my run. The introduction of Impulse in Flash number one. What was that? One hundred or was it ninety nine? Three number ninety one. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find that for the longest time, and finally decided to go on to the eBay and find it there. So. Hmm. Those were the two that that I was really, really looking for. But now it's just back issue, back issue stuff. Matthew, what about you? Uh, Are you guys familiar with Barney Stinson? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Barney Stinson is a character from a television show called How I Met Your Mother. And Barney is at the point where at certain points in the series, they'll talk to Barney and he'll be like, yeah, uh, right now I'm looking to have a three-way with uh, one girl who's from Africa and one girl who's a Swedish bodybuilder to the point where he's done so much weird stuff that he's having to go really out of the way to do weird stuff. I am particularly proud of a couple of things. Um, I honestly, I recently sold my runs of both Avengers and Justice League of America. I damn near completed Justice League of America Volume One. I was missing maybe ten or fifteen issues, and it it has gotten so unwieldy to have my comics that some of the ones that I, I, I just I'm like I'm never going to sit down and read these Justice League comics. Mm-hmm. So you know, I went out and I bought I bought a CD of the Justice League comics and I sold them for cash. So that was nice. But I also I do have, with the exception, a sole exception, I am proud to say, of Adventure Comics two forty seven. I have every appearance of the Legion of Superheroes before they were rebooted in the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, in Action Comics, Adventure Comics, and their own series. In some sort of shape. A lot of my right. old adventure comics books are like coverless 2.0 copies or 50 cent books. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of things that, like my Flash 123 has no cover, but I have a Flash 123. Things that I really want, my holy grails are, are weird things. Um, in, in no particular order, there are three or four that I really, really, really holy grail on. Um, there was a character from Charlton Comics called Wander, who was, and Rodrigo will love this, he was an alien who crashed to Earth in the Old West and had cowboy adventures that were also spacey adventures, nice. and they were drawn by Jim Aparo. Yeah, Cheyenne Kid number 66 from Charlton Comics, first appearance of Wander, written by Denny O'Neill, actually. Amazing hmm. series. It's the one that I'm missing. Um, I am still to this day looking for 
1966 Gold Key Green Hornet number one. It's got a Bruce Lee photo cover, which means that it sells to people who aren't comics fans. Mm-hmm. I am oh, desperately man, those people who aren't comics run. fans, how dare they? They need to just step everything. off. Man, how no, dare they? No, I, you are I'm all desperately welcome trying into the fold. To complete, exactly. Yeah. Trying to complete my run of Mystery in Space featuring Ultra the Multi-Alien, who has one arm that's a bird, one arm that's a lizard, one foot that's made of water, and one foot that's made of electricity. Nice. Greatest can't character cross his legs, ever. Can't cross his hero history. <laughs> he can't tie his shoes without no. an oven mitt. <laughs> he has a hard time finding shirts that fit. And then, of course, but, your complete run of Space Rom, or Rom Space Knight that you need, right? Dude, I, I got Rom Space Knight out of the quarter bin. Where are you from? Steranko's History of Comics, Volume 1. An incredibly hard book to find. Um, when I see them, they're three digits, and I, I haven't found one. And the probably the Holy Grail. Dell Four Color Comics, number 1,173. From approximately 1961, I think? But it's the first comic book appearance. It's the first adaptation of uh, Rod Serling's Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the Dell Four Colors are really hard to find in any condition, but especially in good condition, because they don't actually say Four Color Comics on the cover. Dell Four Mm. Color was an anthology series, and they just kept numbering and numbering and numbering. So, literally, by 1960, they were up to issue 1,173. That ought to tell you something. But if I could find a copy of that in decent condition, that's one that I want to buy in good condition, even though I will never be able to afford it in good condition. Because that's where I come from, that's car money. So, yeah, there are things, but I'm really weird and, and esoteric in my comic stuff to where I, f- I feel like when I talk about this stuff, I'm, I sound like the guy who's trying too hard to show you how alternative he is. <laughs> that hipster guy where you're like, I, I, I know this really great band. You probably never heard of well, Matthew, maybe if maybe with a little faith, maybe those comic books will come your way someday. Well, you gotta have faith. And on that note, we're out of here for this week. With a guy and, I don't uh, know at all. Hey! Gosh. All right, everybody. Don't forget, we're doing uh, Sandman uh, Absolute Edition Volume Three on Tuesday. Why? Because we love comics, and we know that you do, too. And if you want to find us, don't forget it's Fearsome Critter uh, over at uh, Twitter for Rodrigo or Mighty King Cobra if you want to follow Matthew or Major Spoilers. Um, You can... What else? How else? We've got a Facebook page. We've got a MySpace page. We're kicking around Google+. We're cooking around the Google+. Yes. And, of course, we've got that one website that you might want to check out, Majorspoilers.com. And you might also want to check out the Majorspoilers.com slash store. Thanks a lot, everybody, and we will talk with you real soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com, and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Majorspoilers, and on MySpace at MySpace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page would be backwards I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus as soon as the comic book store guy knew They kicked my butt out on the corner 
What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Start raving rich like a man of iron. I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. But would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler! What a major spoiler! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler, wow, 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 what a major spoiler. Major Spoilers is copyright 2011.